0: syndicated towers in the united kingdom and from our intrepid reporters throughout the united states comes all the movie news that's fit to listen to this is simply syndicated movie news
1: hello welcome to simply syndicated movie (laughs) news back with more movie news uh we're all here hi everyone uh, I still Hello. obviously haven't worked out. I'm going to introduce this show yet. And I will put some thought into that for next week. But I love got- that voiceover, by the way,
2: Scott.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. God, it
1: was perfect. By the way, it just exactly what I had in mind. It, the- it was only the seventeenth take.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well,
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to crack on with a bit of news. Uh, we've got a list of news stories that we've been publishing on Twitter. Not Twitter, Tumblr. Too many things that begin with T. Tumblr all week. If you want to follow it, it's simply uh, simpsonmovienews.tumblr.com. I'll put a link on the website for that. Uh, And it's where we're going to be posting news stories that we can talk about. This week, we're each going to pick one each. And we're not going to talk for two hours again. That was the other thing as well. We'll be, we'll be quicker this week, I promise. <laughs> so I'm just going to pick the first one. An anti-piracy firm is going after all Pixels on behalf of the movie Pixels. And oh, you took
0: the one I wanted.
1: Sorry. <laughs> it's just another opportunity to shout at Adam Sandler again, isn't it, really? So based on the fact that he made a movie called Pixels, there is now a big load of DMCA notices going out to Vimeo and places ordering them to take down anything that has the word pixels in it which is just gosh darn outrageous wow language yes I know <laughs> <laughs> just wow including including the short film entitled Pixels which the big movie Pixels was based on so okay. they based it on a short film made by somebody else and then made him take his down because it violated their copyright.
2: Reminds me of an old joke. What do you call 10,000 lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? A good idea. Exactly. <laughs>
3: yes.
2: <laughs> or a good start is the, the punchline, I know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, either way. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about this it's It's terrible that this is allowed to happen or that it's able to happen
2: well, but if if you read the story towards the end, uh I don't know if it was an update or 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 what, but it's I been re- it it's been reversed
1: ah right
2: they they came to their senses, somebody pointed out how stupid it was, and Vimeo went, oh, yeah, that is kind of idiotic, isn't it? Sorry
1: <laughs> yeah, oh so Vimeo uh, put the work in and got this straightened out but, yeah but still. But this kind know, of shit goes on all the time. This goes on all the time, yeah.
0: It, it uh, makes people remember back when uh, uh, I can't. I think it was like uh, the new TNN. I think was the name of the network over here in the U.S. Uh, when they changed uh, their network branding to Spike TV. Oh yeah, <laughs> and were immediately oh. they were immediately met with a lawsuit from Spike Lee. Oh my god! <laughs> trying to block that name change. Oh dear. Which I as, as much as a person uh, wants to respect Spike Lee as a filmmaker, I know he's had a big impact on Hollywood. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, fuck you, Spike Lee. Yeah. It's your name. You can't take it away from everybody else.
1: And it's just the Spike bit. Or did you think TV sounded a bit like Lee? And Spike Lee no, no, and Spike GZ. It, it was
0: just the Spike bit. He, I think he felt that his first name on its own was enough to indicate who he was because this was before uh, Spike Jones became a known name in Hollywood. Uh, this is before... I know there's another good Spike that... I, I, I can't think of any
1: others, but that's one. But a Spike is a thing, though, isn't it? You can be impaled on one and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. There, there's railroad spikes. You can spike a drink.
1: Yeah, I you think can. he should He should have his name taken off him for it not being a name of a person.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. Well, you can also spike a computer program.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's it's not it's not a name. He can't have that. And
0: you spike furniture on stage. Oh, nice. Nice mm-hmm. one. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because you're not a techie. That's true. Well, I was I was an actor more often than I was a techie, but I was a techie for a while. And one of these days, Rick, remind me to tell you uh, the funniest story that I have regarding spike marks in a rehearsal. I know that doesn't seem like it's rife for comedy, but it was amazing. (laughs) But that's not for now. That's for later. Okay. While we're here,
2: can we take? Can I take another shot at Adam Sandler? Although slightly, you can always
1: always take um, a shot at Adams. I feel like we should have a little musical intro for when we're going to do it.
2: <laughs> did you see Rose McGowan's story lately uh that happened uh recently? You, yes, I did. Yes. I have not. Rose McGowan, who was one of the three leads on uh Charmed Forever and Ever, uh got an announce got a, a an invitation or I don't know if it's a, 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 an audition announcement. I don't know what you call it uh, for Adam Sandler's upcoming uh, Netflix series, and the audition request us uh, asked that she wear a revealing outfit, quote, form-fitting tank that shows off cleavage, push-up bras encouraged, unquote. And she, that was kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back, which I I.
3: have have y'all ever watched charmed no not by choice
0: (laughs) i I would see commercials for it or the occasional scene if someone else in the room was watching it but i never sat down and watched a full episode myself
2: my wife used to watch it so i saw a lot of it sort of over her shoulder and i always got the impression that if the costume designers could have gotten away with the three girls being topless they would have Uh, there was about as much Cleavage and boobage as you could get away with without being on a pay cable TV show. Um, so it's a li- I, maybe this is a result of her just being fed up with this stuff, or or maybe she was sick of it then too. But whatever, uh, she went. She tweeted about it, and the next day, and I quote her tweet: "I just got fired by my wussy acting agent because I spoke up about the bullshit in Hollywood."
1: yeah i i'm in two minds over it kind of a bit i see the point about the bullshit in hollywood and all that stuff yet at the same time people put out casting calls for all kinds of things and for all kinds of roles and some of them are i think what most people would deem to be offensive like there there are times when somebody puts out a casting call for an ugly person and things like that. And they're, they're specifically looking for somebody who's hideously unattractive. And and so some of these things are like, if a, a person was asked to dress like that or appear like that, you'd probably be offended, but it's a casting call. Yeah, at the same time, yeah, I'm with you on all the bullshit stuff. It's it's just another fucking childish Adam Sandler project with women mm-hmm. with boobs in and, you know, who wants to see that. I, I, I would argue just don't be involved with that project. You know.
3: Yeah, but actually, do you remember way back when she used to date, uh, oh shoot, uh, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. Yeah. She used to date Marilyn Manson and there was this award show that they both went to and her her dress literally was just like little strings and she was not wearing any underwear.
1: I'm actually searching a name on Google and going to click on images and I, I, I'm not looking at it yet, but I bet £10 that picture is on the first row of images that Google returns.
3: Yeah, but uh, also,
1: shit, is not. People- Why did I say oh, that? I could have just to- said it was. You didn't know.
3: Oh, <laughs> you, didn't you know. ruined it. Ruined the illusion. But um, also, looks like must- all of us
0: are getting a nice, cool ten pounds for this episode. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. But uh, also, you got to realize, not too long ago, she was in a, a was it an auto accident or a, or a motorcycle accident? Don't know. I something like that, and she ended up her face got really scarred up and she had to have a bunch of plastic surgery. So if you look at her now, her face looks almost completely different because she's had a lot of,
2: research. you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was looking at pictures of her, not pictures, but the picture that came went along with the article. And I was like, you've had a lot of work done, sweetheart. What's your problem?
3: She Sorry. Was that gonna, was incredibly
2: yeah, she, horrible of me to say oh, it like that. <laughs> oh,
3: well, some people, they have had way too much work done. And they look horrible, but she, it's not her fault. It's
2: okay. If, if there was a reason for it, cause that, that's another thing. And we, we've talked about this a lot on the star base too, about stars who aren't allowed to age gracefully. You know, you look at, look at people, at women, uh, well, uh, share, Oh, yeah. Cher looks like a a, a a horrible parody of herself. And she used to be the most beautiful woman on earth. And then you look at like Helen Mirren, who not a lick of work done to her. And if she came to my door tomorrow and said, come on, big boy, let's see if you can handle this 70 year
1: old woman. I'd be all there. Uh, a, she's all my list celebrities I'm allowed to sleep with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, all i can say is never ever 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 get your lips plumped up ever no because every single celebrity who's gotten their lips done looks absolutely ridiculous every single one of them look at uh, i mean there's i can't even name all of them there's just so many like meg ryan you've seen how her face she looks like the joker now yes, she, yes. Love- looks like they've
2: been punched in the face
3: yeah, Nicole Kidman. She had her top lip done. Now she looks absolutely horrible. Uh, plenty of others who just they get their lips done and they just look tor- just it doesn't work. Don't do it. But
2: but just, the thing is, and and the the point that I was getting to that I didn't get to, which makes still which makes me sound really horrible, is <laughs> it's not necessarily their fault. It's the culture in Hollywood. It's the culture in entertainment that if you dare look your age, once a woman gets past you know, like 35, then you'll never get any work and people will complain and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this incredible pressure on these women to get tons and tons of work done on themselves to try to stay looking. Look at Joan Rivers before she died.
3: Well, she practically, she, you could bounce a quarter off her face. I mean, I swear. I know. <sighs>
2: I mean, Barbie dolls look more lifelike than she did by the end. And it just, it was horrible. Even to Gates McFadden, who, she's not even necessarily doing much anymore. She's she's doing more, uh, you know, theater and behind the scenes and stuff. Has had work done, and and uh, I, when I saw Joan Jett recently, uh, some recent pictures of her, and I was like, no, not Joan Jett too. You know, you would think of anyone who would be like, fuck you, I'm not changing, it would be Joan Jet, but she's had work done too, and it, it's just it's this it's this unbelievable pressure on them from the machine to have this done. And I, you know, I applaud women like Meryl Streep and, and Helen Mirren. And, you know, I, I, those are the only two I can think of offhand.
0: You got to put are, Helen Mirren and Judy Dench next to each other on a poster. Judy Dench say, too. Yeah. keeping it mm-hmm. real.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, actually, if, if I remember correctly, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has said she refuses to get any surgery too. And she looks beautiful.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shall I eat her yogurt anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Do <laughs> y'all get Do y'all get her doing the the probiotic yogurt ads in England? No, she, I was gonna no,
0: ask is that doing a thing.
3: Those. Yeah, she's been. She <laughs> she's was like, doing. <laughs> just, what were they? Uh,
1: the act, oh,
0: what is it? It's Activia. Is it okay? All she right,
1: Activia. Them, but, yeah, we we yeah. have Activia, but not with Jamie Lee I I honestly was just sat here thinking. Oh, so that's what you call it in Florida. That, that <laughs> and and also, I'm just kind of scrolling through pictures of Rose McGowan's dress. So I don't really even hear you three anymore.
3: Oh uh, well, she was on. Um... Oh, speaking of, actually, this is a good example. Rose McGowan, because she was on Once Upon a Time. Or Once Upon a Time, that TV show. Have you guys seen it?
1: No. Uh,
2: my wife watches it. I, I haven't.
3: Uh, my husband and I watch it, but Rose McGowan is was playing a character on there, a younger version of Barbara Hershey, who's also had face work done, and she looks horrific. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Not seen Barbara Hershey in anything for a long time.
3: She was in Once Upon a Time. She played a, a smaller character, but an influential character. She plays the mother of one of the main cast, and... Um, yeah, y- you look at her, and I'm like, "Damn, woman, just stop! Stop with the knife! Really, mm. just don't do it anymore."
1: <laughs> I did see a film on Netflix with Rose McGowan in the other night. Ah, I'm trying to find it. I'm confused as to what it was called because I never remember the names.
3: Well, she wasn't doing a lot of work after she did Grindhouse. She kind of disappeared for a while, um, and then
2: I she had to an accident. That. Have you still not
1: seen it? Oh, you'd like no. it. Oh, it's good. It's wait,
2: wait, is is that the one that Tarantino did, or is that the <coughs> other
1: one? It's, both him and Rodriguez yeah. did it. Grindhouse is actually the the collective name for both oh, films. Oh, right, right, right. And there's Death Proof and Planet Terror.
2: Okay. P- Death which Proof. Which one didn't? Which one isn't Tarantino? Uh,
1: Death Proof. No, sorry, no, okay. the other, no, no, Death <laughs> Tarantino did Death Proof. Robert oh, Rodriguez okay. did planet terror planet terror okay. is a, a silly b-movie horror with lots of screaming and silly monsters and boobs and exactly it, what you would expect it to be
3: and rose McGowan with a pistol or a, a Mach- shotgun a leg.
1: machine gun <laughs> leg oh well, that's her yeah. okay yeah <laughs> and uh the tarantino one is like a is it like a road movie roadhouse movie sort of i've got the style in my head but i'm struggling
0: uh, it, it's a it's a car chase movie
1: yeah
3: basically yeah
1: and it's i just uh, i was actually watching it on youtube yesterday the uh, there is a just a little short monologue that kurt russell has and i absolutely adore it and it's he's brilliant in it
0: mm-hmm. he, he does a very good job i listened to uh, an episode of kevin pollock's chat show mm-hmm. um uh, his podcast where he had zoe bell um, who has long been yes. uh, a stunt woman in, in Hollywood, um, was one of the major um, stunt actresses in Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. And she's Uma she's, Thurman's stunt double, isn't she? Yes. Yes, yes. that's correct. Um, and she starred as herself in Death Proof. Um, lots of interesting uh, trivia and uh, and behind-the-scenes um, facts in that interview with her, uh, including the fact that not only did she do every single frame of her Stunt work in Death Proof, which is some balls crazy stuff. Oh God, my, it's,
1: it's the whole chase is ludicrous, mm, and she um, does I, the whole thing on the bonnet of the car, doesn't she? Yeah, she's
3: yeah, it, gripping onto the car yeah. on the hood the whole time,
1: I, yeah,
0: you, you, either holding onto it or um, using uh, two like leather belts and holding onto them to, to keep them to keep her strapped to the front of the car. And then you know the the belts go away, so she's just using her hands on the hood of the car to hold on. and they are, in fact, going excess of 90 miles an hour down the road. Now the insurance company was assured that they would not exceed 60 miles an hour but they were lied to straight up lied to. Zoe Bell, also someone, as far as I know, who has not had plastic surgery to make herself look younger, and I don't think she has had any of her videos removed from Vimeo for having the word pixels in it. Bringing us (laughs) right (laughs) back to where we started.
1: Let's pick a second news story, otherwise we're (laughs) screwed. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Who wants to go next? Are comic book movies dead? No. No. This load's coming. Silly question. You know, (laughs) I...
0: what, G- give, it, is, give us the give us the headline God, us the go it. Rick. our comic book oh okay
2: hang on let me let me uh let me click on it here do, do, uh, the fantastic four fallout the future of comic book franchises now i it, i don't necessarily want to talk about this so much as the the phenomenon of the sanctimonious uh quote unquote journalist who has to come out with anytime something goes even slightly wrong is such and such a genre dead? I mean, how many times has podcasting been declared dead in the past eight years?
1: I've done it at least seven times.
2: Now it's no I mean it's it's no exaggeration to say that the fantastic ford has been a miserable flop it has yet to even even break even as far as i
0: can tell. Maybe uh, Fox know. should ha- should try to fant four
1: stick. Oh. Yeah. I believe it yeah. has dropped a percentage point on uh, Rotten Tomatoes since last week as well. It's now <laughs> oh, at 8% hey. down from mm. 9. Which actually um, means because that's that. averaged out that people are just giving it ones that's that's what yeah. that means you've got to drag the amperage down mm-hmm. so this I'm is gonna,
0: I mean, they play that fanfor stick joke for the past hour and a half I had to use it, sorry. it's oh. okay
1: <laughs> I, I don't think that comic book movies are dead at all. I think they I love them but that's that's me um, this is just do you know what it, it's I, I kind of want to say link bait. you see this a lot whenever Apple release a new product it's the death of Apple. You know, yeah. you, you, the death of Apple has been declared since the the Apple Watch was released many times by many people, ignoring the fact that they could not make another penny for the next sort of 14 years and continue to run as they do today and be fine. And uh, that, you know, let's overlook that, that. I can't see anyone with an Apple Watch. The Apple are doomed. That's it. And this is the same sort of thing. It's sort of like there's a bad one. Made by somebody who didn't really give a shit about it for just money. They're all dead. It's, it's they're not. Don't be silly. Yeah. This. It sounds like it was an awful one. I'd haven't, I haven't. still haven't seen the Fantastic Four. It's gonna have to come out as a free watch for me, like a Netflix or something, before I do. But
2: well, that's the thing. It, it was. It was no. You know. It was nowhere near as bad as X Men Three, and that was what fifteen years ago. Yeah. And comic book movies are still going strong. Uh, You
1: know, are all the James Bond films good? Are all the the Star Trek movies good? Are all the Star Wars movies good? You can afford flops in franchises, you know?
2: Now, that being said, the Fantastic Four 2 has been cancelled
3: and Deadpool
2: 2 has been (laughs) green-lighted.
1: I did not know that.
3: Yeah, well, uh, well, you got to think of... Think about, the. there were two times when people thought comic movies were dead. Uh, The first time was after Superman 4 came out, right? Uh, And then everyone was like, yeah, that's it. And then Batman came out and it came back, right? Then Batman 3 and 4 came out. And that's when it happened again. (laughs) And then X-Men came out and Spider-Man came out. And everyone was like, hey, but comic book movies are back. So I think we're just going through yet another lull. Yeah.
2: Well, and, but not even necessarily that remember after captain America, the winter soldier came out, which was in my opinion, one of the best comic book movies ever. Then it wasn't, are they dead? It was, have we reached the saturation point yet?
3: Uh, it, it's like, we had a while back. Cause we got like, uh, now you, you can't go out anywhere without hearing about a comic book movie anymore. It's just like, you're seeing like three or four a year now. If you, if you're lucky. Well, it's, I've becoming it's becoming difficult for
0: me. It's becoming difficult for me to find news stories to add to our Tumblr to talk about on this show uh, that does not involve a comic book aspect of some type. And the part of it is that's where I'm going to start looking first uh, because that's where a lot of my movie interests are. But another aspect of it is that's mostly what's getting reported these days is all the news on comic book movies because it's to, to an extent. Billions. Yeah, To an an extent, they're the money makers and they are seemingly a majority of the blockbuster population. So you're going to get more news about comic book movies than others because there are more comic book movies than there are other movies. Um, But they're hard to get away from at this point. So trying to find stories that don't involve comic book movies can get a little more difficult uh, from time to time.
3: Well, it's not just comic book movies anymore. It's also sci-fi and fantasy movies like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and Hunger Games and Star Wars and, you know, Divergent and uh, just Twilight and, you know, just everywhere. There's fantasy and fantasy and sci-fi and sci-fi and comic book, comic book.
1: I also think we've seen a lot more of of movie franchises. And so a thing will stick around longer. And, that you know, we didn't used to have this. There'd just be a movie and then the movie would go away and there'd be a new movie that we'd talk about and think about. And now it's the next something movie. It's the next Twilight movie. It's the next Harry Potter or the next Hunger Games or the next Star Wars or whatever. The, the the universes that they create never go away. And so it kind of feels like you're always being bombarded with it. Four movies a year from Marvel is not really a lot of your time, is it? You know?
3: Well, actually, there were only two Marvel... two movies directly from
1: Marvel this year. There you go. That's that's two movies. Two out of all the movies released in a year, which is a lot. If,
0: if we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but if we add in... Um the other studios, then, then that goes up a little bit, you know, cause then we can add fantastic four to that. Um, <laughs> it's, but, and to, to what you were saying about franchises, Rick, it, it does make a person realize that, uh, the cinematic landscape these days is no longer made up of movies. It's no longer made up of films. It is made up of franchises.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This year we're going to have, it's not, we're going to have this movie and this movie and this movie and this movie. Every year it becomes we're going to have this installment of this franchise, this installment of that franchise, the last installment of this franchise, and what will obviously be the first installment of this brand new franchise to the point where we're having second films in franchises greenlit based on the trailer for the first one, Deadpool. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. not new, though.
2: That's not new, oh. though. Go back a few years when, um, was it Uni- Universal? was crowing about Van Helsing and they were talking Ooh. about sequel, two, two, three movies and a TV series and toy lines and this was going to be the next big thing and then the movie came out and tanked harder than the Fantastic Four will ever think about and suddenly
0: it all just evaporated mm-hmm. and it's, it's not to say that it's, that it's new but it is um it is the norm these days with what yeah. you're talking about with Van Helsing. I think that with their all their lofty talk of building a franchise out of it, that was something that you would see happen every now and again. But these days, if a new film comes out and they are not talking about the, the rest of the franchise that will follow or the three picture deal that all the stars signed before they did the movie. If you don't hear that, then it's unusual. It's That's why I'm the- looking
2: forward to The Martian and Ready Player One. Ah, yes.
3: Oh, they're finally doing Ready Player One? They're finally yeah. getting that undergo. Oh, cool.
1: Spielberg's doing it.
3: Nice. That'll be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm Can't looking forward for that. to that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a book I've actually read. I do recommend it. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah.
3: yeah. I think one of the only directors who can get away right now with doing a standalone movie that will make money is Christopher Nolan.
1: No, I what, well, no, there's far more than that. Surely, you want to see a Spielberg Rid- film?
0: Rid-
3: Ridley not, Scott's directing The Martian that didn't work so well with Prometheus, did it? Well,
1: that <laughs> you know, do you know what? Ridley Scott's had more misses than hits, let's be that's, fair.
3: Yeah, that's true, that's very true. He's, he's
1: not a Spielberg, he's I, just I think not he's a
2: Spielberg. good if he's got the right source material. I blame Roberto or- Orsi for most of the ills in the
1: world. <laughs> Yeah, uh, me mostly too. for Prometheus. Yeah, mm-hmm. mind you, I've I've said this. I think I've said this before. Um, as a non-sort of alien fan, I didn't have a problem with Prometheus.
3: I did. I had an absolutely. Hor- I, I, yeah, uh, I'm,
1: I'm aware it made some people livid. It I, made, I, you know, it
3: made Alien Three look like a masterpiece. Mm. That's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> uh, I I, I have still it. managed to avoid seeing it alien because. 3?
3: Prometheus.
0: Prometheus, because from everything I've heard, it sounds like something that wouldn't really be worth my time, and that's based solely on the fact that all that I walk away from uh, when I hear about Prometheus is why didn't they just turn while they were running?
1: Yeah, there is that as well.
3: (laughs) Well, for me, it's for me, it's like here's the uh, geologist with the map making thingy magigy, and they got lost.
2: Uh huh. (laughs) They, They were well. We could do a whole show on why Prometheus sucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it again. I don't remember any of it.
3: That could be that, a, a set of movies you should see that should be a movie you should not see.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, oh, really? I mean, right
2: down yeah. to, we've just traveled half a billion miles. You're not even out of the solar system yet. You know, that kind of lazy writing. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> Richard, anyway. is there something that you want to that you want to keep under wraps until we have something lined up?
1: Uh, no no good you talk about it it's this is an idea you talked about like doing mm, the a movies you shouldn't see
0: yeah the the notion of a bad movies you should see or alternatively titled uh movies you should not see uh, is a podcast idea that i've been trying to pull together with uh, a local friend of mine uh who is very knowledgeable about film and is also one of the funniest people that i know um that scheduling would be difficult, but if there's a way that we can make it work, then we have been discussing that putting together a a small series of bad movies you should see episodes that can be released oh, over time and doing that would be you know, great, doing yeah. them in blo- in block recordings rather like movies you should see. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than likely, it would be uh, the two of us with maybe you know an occasional guest for for some movies. But to start with, just for ease of scheduling, we're thinking about ju- just the two of us. But it is a um, a series pitch that is in the works.
3: So it will be movies that you... Is it movies that you should definitely not watch or movies that you are, are so bad they're good type movies?
1: <laughs> it, it, I think the first kind. Of yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I will be pushing for things like... there's no other way there's no way i'm going to be able to do a simply syndicated show discussing the room by tommy Wiseau unless it's done on bad movies you should see because it doesn't matter how many times that i that i throw it into a a um a a mass pitch for movies you should see richard always says no
1: what what (laughs) i don't know what film is this
3: no no, no. i did not hit her i did not oh hi mark (laughs)
1: Oh hi, Mark.
0: you
3: Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> the room. You have not seen the room. I've, you I have don't. to see it.
1: Right, right. I'm right. like, is this on Netflix? No, uh, I, I believe it is not.
0: But let's say there are other ways that the film can be uh, it's, gotten to it's, you.
3: It's become the new Rocky horror. They actually have screenings just for people to see it, and they talk during the film and all this other shit. But yeah. It's it's really 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 bad.
1: Okay,
0: um. it, it is the epitome of laughably bad, especially when you consider that um, the writer slash director slash star of the film. Uh, he, he sounds exactly like what you just heard us. And, and listeners who are familiar with the room, bear with us. Because there are some people in the world who haven't seen it yet. The, the guy who wrote the film, he does actually sound like this when he talks. 3.5 on IMDb. Yeah. That's,
3: too, that's too high.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, we know the reason that it's so high. It's because people love it for its badness. So they rate it high because it's so bad. People don't rate on quality they rate on how much they like it and some people love this movie because it's so incredibly bad um, oh
3: god another the, the, movie that you need to watch is uh, bird demick
0: i've <laughs> i've been trying to push that one as well <clears throat> I've, I've tried i think
1: richard did i make you watch the trailer for bird I i it rings a bell i wait is there a way on netflix to sh- view my own viewing history because I'm trying to figure out the crap I've watched over the last couple of nights. I've been watching my way through the Children of the Corn series.
3: Oh my god.
1: Because <sighs> uh, they're all on there. Um,
0: all of them? I think I found like nine of them yeah, on yeah. Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, I've been watching all of them. Hang oh on. Oh my god. <laughs> what, what do you ever do Night Friday of this? the Lepus
2: or Manos, the Hands of Fate? I'm in.
3: Oh, they did a riff tracks of Manos. It was awesome.
2: Oh, it was one of the best Mystery Science 3 Theater, Mystery Science 3000 episodes ever.
3: Yeah, they did riff tracks later of it, and it was great. I actually saw the live of that, the live version, and they also did Birdemic.
0: Birdemic. Well, of course they did.
3: They need to do The Room. They haven't done The Room yet. I think Tommy Gousseau refuses to let them do it. That's probably why.
0: Could be. Birdemic (laughs) and The Room are two of the finest episodes of How Did This Get Made that I've ever heard. (laughs) For for their episode on Birdemic, they got the female lead of the movie to come be on the show.
3: Well, it's not like she's doing much else these days. Actually, you know, they have. There's a sequel to it.
0: Yes, I have not seen it.
1: <laughs> Doesn't mean that I won't. I, I wait. A well, if you're looking for something to watch, I can't recommend Children of the Corn Revelation. You should probably. <laughs> <laughs> it does have Goats. Michael Ironside. Oh,
3: oh, yeah, he's really in some high quality shit these days, isn't he? <laughs> yeah,
1: and Children of the Corn Genesis. I'm yet to watch that one. It is on Netflix, though, so I'll be y- there.
0: Yet, Michael Ironside is still always the best in anything he does. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. What's um, the best part of Starship Troopers? Michael Ironside. What's the best part of Total Recall? Michael Ironside. Highlander 2 Michael Ironside. Mm-hmm. Sequest. What, what, what is the this entirety Highlander- of Season 3. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait.
3: What, is this Highlander, what is this Highlander 2 you speak of?
0: <laughs> you know Highlander uh, it 2. A, no, no. It,
3: it, went, it went directly from Highlander 1 to uh, oh shoot, what was the one with Duncan in it? I'd say no, it Highlander was just Highlander
1: 1. <laughs> it didn't get better after that. There wasn't a good one after that. At all. It doesn't help if
0: I say Highlander 2, the Renegade cut.
3: Uh, I saw Both of them, and they were both bad.
2: There is no way. to, Yeah, I saw them both, too, and there was no way to cut that movie into anything other than shit and more shit.
1: Hi there. Would you like to come and fuck me up against the wall? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's just all the time. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) That happens.
3: Yes, it was that bad. So, yeah, there was no Highlander 2. There was no Star Trek 5. We just got to accept this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we can debate Star Trek five another time, but let's, let's pick a third news story. Cause this let's is taking, are we good at this?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, well, I, I could. Oh yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to lose Rick uh, before too long. Yeah. Uh, I, I could pick one of the news stories or I can give a, a quick uh, film review. Okay. I think I would like to go with the review. Okay. Because I don't want it to be a wasted morning. Um, a couple hours ago, I took my stepson to go see inside out the latest <laughs> Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Has anyone else seen it? No.
1: Not yet.
2: No, Rick? Oh, uh, no, sorry.
0: Okay.
1: You looking so at I'm pictures of Rose McGowan as well. I know it's...
2: <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking of, of a... I, I have thought of a way that if we go past 530, I'm, I'm cool. It just means I take the kid
1: with me to the grocery store. So. Oh, okay. We're okay. I'll go, go with that. People do that here all the time. It's where I think they take their children to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're not that far off that's that's here too (laughs) anyway
0: so the 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 family film inside out full of grocery store beatings um (laughs) it i I don't want to go too far into into spoilery details about the film because i'm the only one here on this panel that has seen it um but in a in a broad stroke uh, i would say it's not certainly not my favorite Pixar film because I don't know that they're ever going to beat the Incredibles. But for what it was, um, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, the areas where I did not necessarily love the, the pacing or the storytelling, a lot of that was, was made up for and counterbalanced by really enjoying the message that the film was trying to send which um if some people consider this a spoiler then you know we'll we'll just have to live with that um but the the movie does do a a fine job of putting across the philosophy that growing up as as a young child can sometimes be very difficult and it's okay in those difficult times to be sad while you're going through it um there will be scenes I, I, i'm assuming that most of you know the basic premise of the film mm-hmm. not really no okay um inside out it, uh, all right, rick did you ever see herman's head back when that was on television I did okay. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then you can see the similarities. I actually mm-hmm. never watched an episode.
3: Oh, really? um, Okay.
0: But I, I knew the concept. Uh, there is a, a human girl in the film Inside Out. Uh, her name is Riley. And the plot of the film is when Riley moves away from her hometown, and she and her parents move from Minnesota to San Francisco, California. She is trying to deal with the, you, you can call it emotional trauma of being uprooted from your childhood home, moving to a completely different place. And we are shown this uh, emotional coping mechanism in the form of anthropomorphized or personified emotions inside her mind. It shows us the inner workings of the emotional mind of a child. and the emotions of joy, fear, disgust, sadness, and anger are all represented by five individuals, one for each emotion. And it shows them trying to uh, trying to hold her together and allow her to grow and cope and get through this situation. And one of the things that you will find throughout the film Is something that you find in real life, which is why it's going to be so relatable that very often you will either have people tell you or you will find yourself saying this to other people. Don't be sad. It's going to be okay. Mm. Don't be sad. This gets better. Don't be sad. Fill in the blank. The phrase don't be sad is something that you hear so often in the world and kids hear, I think, arguably more than anyone else. And what the film is trying to say is it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can be sad, and it is not always a bad thing. Sometimes being sad is what lets you be happy afterward.
1: I like this sentiment. I I did see the trailer, and it looked like a a really sort of nice movie. Mm -hmm. I will watch this (laughs) at some point. I will watch yeah, it at some I, I, point. I would
0: highly recommend it. This is, you know, it's not a film that I am going to try to drag other people to see in the film before it finishes its uh, cinema run. But I'm pretty sure that when it is released on Blu ray, I'm probably going to pick up a copy. Um, not just because it's something that I would like to see again, not just because I think Lewis Black as the emotion of anger is brilliant in this film
3: mm-hmm.
2: well he is
0: his, anger yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly his voice work is outstanding in this movie but that's not the reason i'll buy it i will buy the movie on blu-ray because in a couple of years i will want to sit my little boy down and have him watch it again and then a few years later i want I, this is something i'm going to want him to revisit to make sure that he is Taking this lesson in and internalizing it and learning it, because I think it's an incredibly important and and a healthy lesson to put in this type of film. And also visually, it's so pretty.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's
0: such, it's such a nice looking film, even considering the fact that the animation team for this movie was half the size of uh, any previous Pixar film. It still looks so nice nifty so that's inside out go see it if you want to
2: excellent by the way did you hear that they've greenlit a and that they're working on incredibles 2 i have yes. this. I, I
0: i did hear this is um uh a brad bird interview uh while he was promoting tomorrowland I think mm-hmm. he said that the next thing that he had his mind uh already churning on was incredibles 2 and i'm excited but at the same time i'm nervous because I don't think Pixar has ever been so much at risk of um, damaging the appeal and the emotional resonance of one of their previous films.
1: Well, they've just done a they, They've just done a press conference. I think there's a thing going on, isn't there? A Disney convention or something? D
0: twenty three.
1: Yeah, and they've just done a thing where they've shown off posters of all their upcoming movies. And there's, I felt too many sequels. Hmm. Uh, I'm just upcoming uh, Pixar movies. I'm just trying to get the list.
3: A couple of people have joked. They said, yes, they've done a successful Fantastic Four movie. It's called The Incredibles.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, You hear that
0: joke a lot.
2: Finding Um,
1: Dory, Toy Story 4, Cars 3, and Incredibles 2.
2: Cars 3? Yeah. Toy Story 4? Yeah. Cars 2 was, well... I guess maybe I under, overest- or underestimated its success. I thought it
1: bombed. I, I still have a massive problem and will not watch them. <laughs> Who built the roads? <laughs> Who built the roads?
3: Uh, it makes no sense. It's less
1: believable I, I thought, than Toy Story.
3: I, that, I also thought the Toy Story at the end of 3, that was a good ending. They didn't need to do anymore.
1: more. I
0: think the if I'm correctly remembering the rumors that I've heard Toy Story 4 will not continue the story of the toys we have known for all these years. I I think they are I have I I think it's going to be in the same universe but I think they're going to be focusing on new toys.
1: I I have to disappoint you because I've heard the exact opposite this week Mm. that it will feature Buzz and Woody uh, looking for Little Bo Peep or something. I'm trying to find it in this article Isn't that. Is
2: that I a found. porn con, uh, plot?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow! We'll just... the, the the announcement: Randy Newman performed "You've Got a Friend in Me" live. that was good. He's still
0: alive. <laughs> yeah, apparently.
3: Yeah, yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> uh, my
0: favorite Randy Newman performance of of uh, recent times was actually not even Randy Newman at all. It was in the Honest Trailers video
3: yes, that for the was
0: Toy Story awesome. series um, featuring Will Sasso doing a hilarious Randy Newman impersonation. That,
3: that was great. <laughs> oh, that was Fantastic. really good. Yep, I saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sass and funny things, <clears throat> uh, Absolutely Fabulous is getting its own movie, finally.
1: I Yay. saw it. it's been talked about for a long time this um i was surprised it was still being talked about to be honest how familiar are you guys with uh absolutely fabulous
2: I've seen the whole series when it, it when it hit over here back in the what was it the late 90s early 2000s when was it huge here um,
0: it had to be in the, it had to be in the 90s yeah, it yeah was oh, 90s late ni-
2: yeah it was yeah it was like 90 96. 97, something like that. Anyway, uh, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, I just, anytime you get either a, a big screen adaptation or a, or a sequel this long after the the, the initial property, I get really nervous. Um, yeah. Now is Jennifer Saunders? Are Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley like? Are they still in in the public eye over there in England, or have they been doing stuff ever since? They're
1: both national treasures and will forever be in the public eye, Rick. That's the best <laughs> way I can put it.
2: <laughs> but are they still working, or are they just going around being Adina and and uh, Patsy? No, they're still like,
1: they're still doing various things. They're okay. still doing various okay. things. I don't know what either of them are on at the moment.
2: Th- that, that assuages my, my concerns a little bit.
1: Joanna Lumley's been doing a lot of political activism stuff, though. Um, mm. So she's been in the public eye, but not for performing. Uh, but it's Joanna Lumley. We'll forever listen to her. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know. So that's that's all good. And the same goes for Jennifer Saunders.
3: Didn't uh, Jennifer Saunders do some stage work?
1: Quite possibly. Not too long ago? Quite possibly.
3: Because she's actually a very good singer.
1: Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what she's been up to. Um,
2: now, I, I did hear that they got the entire cast back. Well, except for the mom who's dead, I think. But uh,
1: Did uh, June Whitfield die? Did, He's I, I looking at Oh, my gosh. No, she's 89.
2: Oh, she's still around? Okay. Yeah.
1: She's very, 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 very old. But she's still around.
3: They're even getting Saffron back. Which, yeah. she's older. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, any chance to see Jane Horrocks do anything is good in my book, to be honest. Oh,
1: Jane Horrocks. I adore is, her so much. She's just spectacular. Um, to anyone who hasn't seen Little Voice, go and watch it immediately. Oh, marvelous, marvelous movie. Blank out you and McGregor. You'll be used to that by now. But the rest <laughs> of the film, brilliant. Brilliant. It's, you know,
2: I, I, I got an, a, a Jane Horrocks kind of kick uh a little while ago and, and went coming through YouTube, looking for videos. And there are some videos of her, uh, from cabaret that are just amazing. So it's a, it's a it, if you're into a stage, if you're into musicals and you you're, you've seen ever seen cabaret, her take on Sally Bowles is unbelievable, but very, very different from what I'm, what you're used to seeing. Very angry. Uh,
1: Yeah, she's most recently been in a a sitcom called Trollied over here, uh, which was actually very good. And she was playing the assistant supermarket manager. Um, And she's just great in that. And and the best thing with her is she's always playing a different role. She's never just Jane Horrocks. You know, each character is extremely different from each other one she's played.
2: Although I was surprised, I saw uh, during that that YouTube uh, evening, uh, I saw some clips of her on the the Graham Norton show, and her accent as Bubble is really close to her actual
1: accent, which (laughs) surprised me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. English people have funny voices. We just do. (laughs) We just do. Um, You know, she was in Red Dwarf once. She was. She slept with Rimmer. Absolutely, no, yes. Of course, I know <laughs> she was, was in Red oh, Dwarf. That was her,
3: yes, of course. I was
1: only watching Red Dwarf two days ago. It's
3: Oh, goodness.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It crops up every now and then. I think they're making some more at the moment, which is good because the last series yeah. was brilliant. Um, we didn't get it over here. I haven't seen it yet. I've not seen it since it aired, uh, but it was an absolute tr- uh, true return to form if not a little, improved on form. I really, really? enjoyed it, really hey. enjoyed it. And to say it came off the back of that one-off thing that we got, which was unwatchable garbage, um, it was really surprising and, and brilliant. They put the laugh track back. They made it actually funny. It was it was good, and it, it centered on sort of the four of them on the spaceship like it should instead mm. of lots of crazy stuff going on. Um,
2: You know what's funny? Everybody bitches about the laugh track on shows, but as soon as you take it away, you
1: miss it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Red Dwarf, I think at times, was too subtle a show to go without it. You do sometimes need the you're supposed to laugh now thing. That was Mm -hmm. a joke. Um, And it, it, it really missed it, really missed it, changed the mood of the entire thing. But the last series was great. Absolutely great. Crichton has a hot air vent in his bottom that he uses for drying cutlery with It's hilarious. It's hilarious.
3: Yes.
1: You can't beat that. It, You know, it's, it's so good. Um, should we get off the news and do a top 10 rundown of films in the USA?
3: Sure. Go for it.
2: Well, yes. it's
1: still Mission Impossible 4 at number one. So that's happening. Uh, the only reason we didn't open? have a... What's that?
2: Is anything else opened since last
1: week? I'm trying to... Th- yeah. Well, Fantastic Four's number two. My God.
0: Ugh.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Can't that's surprising. tell you enough to not go and see that film. I, I really can't. The Gift at number three, I'm not familiar with. This has... A horror Jason Bateman in a horror film. All right. I'll watch that. And then Vacation slipped down to number four, Ant-Man Minions. Ricky and the Flash is a new one, I think. That has Meryl mm-hmm. Streep. That
3: came out last week. Um, I actually want to see that.
1: Oh, she's playing I mean, an aging rock star.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, specifically, they do cover songs, but right. it's, she's doing her own singing. It's her own, It's her real-life daughter in the role of her daughter. And Rick Springfield is her her guitar player.
1: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it's cool. but
1: mm. He's had work done.
3: Yes, yes, he I'm has. At his
1: picture on IMDb. <laughs> that's the guy had some work done. Just saying, it's not just ladies. That would have
0: been a perfect moment for a joke about the fact that back in the '90s, he starred in the at um, a television comic book adaptation of the Human Target, where that's right. Oh, my. Rick Springfield as a character. Of his shtick every week. Is someone would come to him and say, "You know, I, I'm in trouble. I need help." And what he would do is using uh, high tech. Think the um, the latex masks from the Mission Impossible series. He would use those, and he would become the person that he was hired by, and he would solve the crime and work it out disguised as a different person. Which is so
2: he'd been. Be in each episode for five minutes at the beginning yeah, and at the, the end. That's mm-hmm. why, well.
0: <laughs> there, there would be plen- plenty of scenes between the action set pieces where he would be back on his super secret flying wing spy plane with his two helpers where they discuss what to do next. It was quite a departure from the original source material in the comics. There was mm-hmm. no plane. There was no um, you know, high tech latex masks. It was just very skilled application of... Um, science fiction uh makeup in the comic books he worked alone and it was much more cerebral uh, especially any listeners who are into comic books if you read um, peter milligan's run on the human
1: target comic book series that will bend your mind this ran for seven episodes in
3: 1992 Yep. yeah, yeah. this is and if, not firmly full of
1: confidence well because it was awful it was was just bad
0: um and they tried again a couple years ago i can't remember exactly how many years ago probably um about six years ago six or seven years ago they tried again with mark paul valley in the human target on fox and that ran for two seasons um but for whatever reason they call it the human target and they base it off the comic book with the same character name, but he never looks like anyone other than himself. It's just a procedural where he shows up, pretends you know, I, I'm this person's uh, cousin or I'm a family friend. And then he solves the crime and oh. you know punches a couple people and there's some explosions and then, and then the story's over. So everything that made the comic book, um, they took it out and the character name Chance I was disappointed with that series I went oh. back and I reread the Peter Milligan comics just to feel better
1: about it
2: oh goodness because so that the, shit gets the Peter two Miller- and Fox
1: comics. and Firefly gets one yeah okay. that's it yeah. whoever said Fox makes good decisions no one ever claimed that it's, they just do what they do you know mm-hmm. that's pretty much the top 10 you've got Trainwreck Pixels and Southpaw after that Southpaw looks like it's just going to fizzle out now and pixels is well why did anyone go to see it gross 57 million dollars I bet it cost way more than that to make um <laughs> just guessing just guessing I bet I bet Adam yeah. Sandler got paid an annoying proportion of that 57.7 million dollars to be honest he must be rich enough to stop working now sure nice <laughs> like, if he just like never made another film just residuals off of stuff he's already done. Surely that, you could live very comfortably off that. You yeah? know, just do that, Adam. Fuck off, you know.
3: <laughs> well, he's got his own production company, so.
1: Yeah, he's got money. He doesn't need to be in or write anything at all, does he anymore? Stop it. Just packing in. It, I, I, it doesn't have to produce
0: only his movies. It can produce other films. Yeah. He can just put his name on there as a producer and let other people write it, other people star in it. Maybe that actually be decent. Be an but executive producer.
1: That's even easier. You just give someone a check, then. That's right. that's all that job is. That's pro- executive producers provide money. That's what what they do, and they get that credit as a thank you for giving us money. And so we should just do that. I think.
3: Yeah.
1: How do I view my Netflix history? I want to tell you what I've been watching on Netflix this yeah, week.
3: Yeah, we need this- to do our our. our- What do we watch on Netflix this week?
1: Yeah, and I can't make it do it. (laughs) I'm looking into the instructions of how to connect to it using devices. What the hell is going on here? The world's gone (laughs) topsy-turvy.
0: Does does UK Netflix not have a uh, recently watched or continue watching
1: segment? I don't know. It's totally gone mental at me. It's asking me to sign in again. Oh, no, now I'm back. I don't think I'm on UK Netflix, though. No, I'm on Netflix in, I think, Canada. Because we've been watching Friends and other stuff. On
0: purpose? <laughs> and Children of the yeah. Corn. Yeah,
1: and Children of the <laughs> and Corn. Children of the Corn. Not, hadn't seen all of Friends. There were some she'd only seen part of and some she'd never seen. Until. Oh, no, I'm on USA Netflix. Okay.
2: Friends and Seinfeld are two sitcom phenoms fen- that never hooked me.
3: Me neither.
0: I could appreciate friends because I, I thought the writing was clever and a lot of the performances were, you know, were were sharp and well timed. Uh, I might not have, you know, loved the stories or really fallen in love with the characters, but uh, for the most, I, I could always bank on sitting down if if there's an episode playing in the room, and I wait long enough, then I will see uh, Matt Perry do something funny because he was usually on point with that. Mm-hmm. It's, I, that's about as far into it as I got Seinfeld I never learned to appreciate it I never learned to love it
1: no I never did either I'll, I'll watch it I don't have a problem with it but I don't. I wouldn't say I love it and I certainly don't know it as well as I know friends watching it through again I, I knew every line and it was all still funny to me to be honest <laughs> how do I right I've got a watch it again section but that's just showing random stuff that I've seen throughout my life mm-hmm that's that's no good i want like what i've watched this week
3: well how about we go and then when we get to you you can okay that sounds, something. that sounds good besides children of the Corn. yeah okay
1: <laughs> it might be all i've watched <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i don't know what to tell you i watch shit i'm sorry that's, that's what i do
3: uh, i guess i'll start i actually rewatched something that i a, a movie that i enjoy um it's called in bruges I don't know if you guys have seen it. In Bruges
1: I, is I know a, of it. it I haven't seen it. It's a fantastic film. It's an yeah, absolutely yeah. great film.
3: Colin Farrell actually won a Golden Globe for his role in it. Uh, so essentially what it is, it's Colin Farrell and uh, is it uh, Dominic McKeon? Uh, what is it? Oh,
1: uh, sh- oh Thingy Gleeson.
3: Yeah, no, Dominic Gleason. Thank yes. you. Um, and uh, my absolute favorite. Guy of all time, my Ray Fiennes. He's my absolute favorite actor of all time, by the way. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, it's Colin Farrell and uh, Dominic Gleason are in are hiding out in Bruges, Belgium, uh, because of a messed up a messed up hit. They're hitmen, and uh, without giving too much away, uh, essentially, it's they're. Hanging out in Bruges, and then they get a phone call from Ray Fines' character, and Ray Fines is their boss. Uh, and some things happen in it. Um, but most of the movie is basically Colin Farrell's character talking about how he hates being in Bruges but because it's so depressing. Um,
1: <laughs> it is. It's a great film. It's so good.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a black comedy, but very good. And one of the best freak out scenes ever. One of the two so there's some really great lines in it, including where Ray Fiennes he finds out that Dominic Leeson's character has fucked up the plan that for them to be sent to Imbruge in the first place, and he smacks his phone. and His wife comes out of the and she says, "It's an inanimate fucking object." And he says, "You're an inanimate fucking object." <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. You just need to
1: Imbruge. Imbruge. There you go.
3: Yeah, it's, 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 on, it's on Netflix. It's a, it's you. I mean, it seems like it would be. The weirdest movie, and it is a weird film, by the way. But uh, like I said, Colin Farrell is brilliant in it. Dominic Leeson is even more brilliant in it. Um, Ray Fiennes doesn't even show up until like halfway through the film, but he's also brilliant in it. It's basically the three of them, and just you need to watch it. It's it's great.
1: I I join you on that one. It's a good one, absolutely. <laughs> Do you know there are different versions of the film that there give are. different hints as to whether or not he dies at the end
3: oh really yeah
1: so it's technically um, impossible to spoil it because it really depends on which version of the film you happen to be watching as to whether or not okay. the character dies at the end I can tell you he does but he might not when you see it
3: okay when I <laughs> so watched I it, <laughs> it, 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 it I think the one that's on Netflix is yeah the one that I've watched and the one that's on Netflix is it leaves it open to whether he dies or not that's
1: another version of it there, is ve- mm. there are several versions of it it's quite bizarre I don't know what I can't I get mixed up as to which one I saw because I obviously went and sought out all the other endings on YouTube and the like when I saw it so hmm. I've seen all the endings but only watched the film once um, which is odd I have yeah, a but- I have a Netflix pick ready to go if anyone's okay. did you know what it's a classic and it's a TV show and it is Frasier there that's what we've been watching this week. I've watched some Frasier. Yeah. Do you know There's what? There's nothing
0: wrong with Frasier. It's a, it's a good show. I, I think that I enjoyed the episodes of Frasier that I watched more than I enjoyed Cheers, which was the source of that particular oh, spinoff. I agree. And, and j- just a couple months ago, um, uh, my wife was having a little bit of fun by going back and watching episodes of Frasier on Netflix. I think she started from the beginning. And we just watching through the episodes, you know, background noise that she's doing other things, but she made it a, a learning exercise for herself because every episode there would be a joke that relies on having knowledge that not everyone has, like some jokes that are too smart for the average viewer. And if she heard a joke that she didn't get, then she would stop what she was doing and she would research the joke and figure out what made it funny. Interesting. And she, so she would learn something new every episode because she would find at the at least one joke that, with her and figure out why did that not land, and that she would look it up and figure it out, find out why that joke was um, good enough to keep in the show, and then continue on.
1: Well, well, of course I understand all the jokes, so I, <laughs> I, I, I just. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's just <laughs> such a great show. Um, I would argue it should almost be called Niles, but you know I'm okay with the way things are. Um, the one one we had on last night, Lilith came back to visit. That was a great little episode. They're so oh, good. Baby Do you know what? <laughs> She's kind of miscast by this point because she is a genuinely beautiful woman. Oh yeah, and they're trying to do the whole. It's Lilith. and how is she alive? Surely you know there were there were jokes like they they witnessed that she helped out at a car crash on the way to Frasier's, and the paramedics tried to give her a blood transfusion. That was oh. the, and it's like but you're looking at her thinking but she's gorgeous. What are you? It doesn't. They've not made her as Lilith as they did in Cheers. If she looked now, like it, she did in Cheers, it would have worked perfectly. But it, it was just now, a bit was, hard.
0: Was that? Was that blood transfusion joke a she is unattractive joke, or is it a she's very pale? It's, she's
1: so pale they thought she'd lost a lot of blood when, in actual fact, that's just the colour she is. That that <laughs> was the joke, and you're like, what? This perfectly healthy, attractive woman here. What? no, don't don't <laughs> see it. But it, they're so good at farce, and and just slapstick comedy it's its such a good show and I really well, yeah. I recommend David, it.
3: David Ogden Steers was just the perfect choice to play his brother no
1: you mean David no. uh, Hyde Pierce David I, Ogden excuse me
3: I'm sorry David Ogden Steers was on MASH never mind he was.
1: Uh, <laughs> And
0: on what I thought was a very good episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I was actually
1: just going to mention that. It was the one episode that I didn't see until years and years later. And when I did, I didn't really like it.
2: One of the most heartbreaking episodes they ever did. Yeah. Uh
1: I just, you know how it was when you'd miss a week on TV and then you just, that's it. You're never going to see it until... It, either mm-hmm. that you happen upon that one on a rerun or you get them on dvd and back at that time i was waiting for dvds to be invented so <laughs>
2: <laughs> i had the incredible good fortune of seeing <clears throat> uh spam a lot with the original cast nice and david hyde pierce was amazing
1: he uh, is a great performer he, he really mm-hmm. is uh, so check out fraser there you go. If you've yeah, not, yeah. Just, seen just it for as a, a while, side
3: note, have you ever seen the host? Have you, the host. <laughs> yes,
1: I have. Yes, that's a that
3: is that's him. Uh, it's I can't even tell you anything about it because it'll spoil it. I, you have to see it. It's mainly him and one other actor doing most of the movie. Kind of. That's all I can <laughs> yeah, really say. Yeah,
1: I, I can't <laughs> add anything to that. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a creepy film there you go. it's a horror creepy film and
3: it's so 180 from his tr- character on Fraser. Yeah. yeah
1: just just a bit <laughs> just a bit mm-hmm. yeah
3: anyway you guys
2: well, I watched a movie yesterday on Netflix uh, looking through the new arrival section that I was not really planning on watching but when I saw it I was like yeah why not uh, and it's the RoboCop remake. <sighs> mm-hmm. Not as bad as I expected it to be. Mm, really? It's actually not a bad movie. Uh, however, that being said, it, it it doesn't hold a candle to the original. Uh, but it's definitely, if RoboCop had not been made in the 80s and someone pitched it today, this is how the movie would have been. Uh, and folks would have seen it. I think it probably would have done fairly well, Uh, and then it would have been forgotten, and we would not be seeing a remake of it 30 years later. Mm -hmm. Um, Solid performances, They, they... the the one thing it didn't have that made the original RoboCop work so well was the snark, the satire, the political okay. commentary. I'll
3: buy that for a dollar.
2: Exactly. <laughs> now, there, there were several throwbacks, callbacks to the original. The, the "I'll buy that for a dollar" line shows up in a. Di- it, they're all done in different contexts. Okay. Uh. Uh. His his partner Lewis is now a black man instead of a woman. Um. The, the family, uh, Murphy's family, plays a huge role in the film as opposed to in the original film where his memories of them was, were important, but we, he never really interacted with them at all. Uh, we see a lot, of, a lot of longish scenes that get him to places, and I'm trying to say this without spoiling. Uh, well, like, for example, in, in the original RoboCop, when he's first turned on, he's emotionless. And then as the film goes on, his emotions resurface in the, in the new version, it's the opposite. When he wakes up, when they first turn him on, he's fully aware of who he was, who he is, who his wife is, et cetera, et cetera. And then as the, as that keeps getting in the way of his job, they crank his emotions down more and more and more until he becomes the robotic thing that we see at the beginning of the original Robocop. It's, and the effects are pretty solid. There's some, there's a, a few scenes where it, it's, I don't want to say it's it's gory, because it, compared to the original, this one is bloodless. There are the, you know, the, there's, he, he's not taken apart by bad guys one bit at a time with guns. He's, it's a car bomb that, that takes him out and stuff like that. Uh, it's PG 13, so it's nowhere near as bloody. There is certainly not a charismatic bad guy like Cl- Clarence Boddicker in the film.
3: Uh, uh-huh. oh, classic.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, if you compare the two, it the, the new one comes up very lacking. But if you just look at it on its own, it's not a bad action flick. Uh, so if you can divorce yourself from the original, and I, I certainly would not have paid money to see this. You know, if, if I had actually spent the money to go to the movies to see it, I'd have been pissed. Uh, but just watching it as a Netflix, you know, you got an afternoon off or whatever, and you want to watch something that's got a lot of explosions and, and a robot, it's it's all right, and Samuel L. Jackson does this great job as sort of a Glenn Beck-style right-wing uh, uh, news person kind of thing, and uh, it 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 certainly keys into the zeitgeist of the day. Hey, I've used that that worded on both shows we've done now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to know very much like the well. original did. <laughs> uh, I, I give it a watch. You won't. I don't think you'll be. I don't think you'll be sitting there thinking you want your
1: your two hours back. I'm trying to. I Okay. Yeah, I'm on board with you.
2: I mean, it can't be as bad as Children of the Chord 12 or whatever. No, 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 <laughs> no.
1: It wasn't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It, it's far from being that bad. It really is. So yeah,
0: it's not a waste of two hours, but. Uh, I know that once I finished watching the the remake of RoboCop, the first thing I wanted to do was break out my um, uh, unrated director's cut Blu-ray of the original RoboCop.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to watch that again now. Uh, it's been quite a while since I've watched
0: uh, it. I cannot watch the scene
3: where he gets shot up. I just, I can't watch it anymore. That was too gory for me.
1: I feel course, inspired to watch the, it again. Of course, again.
3: The, 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 the scene where the guy gets all melted. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that's the
0: one that gets me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently,
3: Scott likes that scene.
0: That scene is classic. Everyone likes that scene. Everyone likes that scene. And in the unrated director's cut, the scene in the boardroom where they're doing the demonstration of the ED two nine.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And the you know the the unlucky little um, you know corporate uh, stain. that they have in the demonstration, you know, throw down a gun and he ends up getting shot in the unrated director's cut. The shooting of that guy goes on. I want to say triple the length that it did in the original cut.
3: There's probably nothing left by that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When I say stain, I didn't mean for it to be a reference to how he looked by the end, but that's pretty much what it is. Mm. It, It was intended in the original uncut version it was intended to go on so long that it becomes farce that it becomes comedy that he's still getting filled with bullets as he is on top of this table and and personally i think it worked because by the time they stopped shooting it was hilarious
3: well uh, paul vanderhoven who did that in Total Recall and a few other films.
0: Starship Troopers.
3: Starship Troopers. Uh, He just had this weird thing about going as far as he could with the violence to get away with an R rating, including a lot of body mutilation. (laughs) That's very typical in a lot of his films. Of course, then he did a certain stripper movie that we won't discuss. Um, (laughs) Why not?
1: I've seen it several times. I thought it was great. (laughs) We're not supposed to like... Magic Mike, what, yeah. what's it called again? <laughs> Showgirls. Showgirls. So gross, but what's yes. the problem? It's full of hot women stripping. Get over it. Deal with it. Does it matter what's in between? It's basically <laughs> softcore porn. What's you know?
3: And a very, 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 very bad sex scene in a pool.
1: Well, yeah. No, <laughs> what I will say is, have you seen Showgirls too?
3: Oh God, there was a second one, wasn't
1: there? I have seen Showgirls too
3: you actually readily admit that
1: yeah I've seen Showgirls too. I'll tell you I've seen Showgirls too because a friend of mine who I was at university with a, a lady by the name of Cheryl moved to LA to become an actress and she's in Showgirls too. Mm. and so when we heard this it became a case of what do you mean Cheryl's in Showgirls 2 what in doing what don't know we have to see this movie so I went and found this movie <laughs> specifically for the reason of seeing our friend Cheryl in this film. I have to point out she's in the last maybe three seconds of the film. That was <laughs> that was an unfair punishment on me because that meant I had to watch the entire fucking movie <laughs> for the last three seconds.
3: Well, as a consolation, my, my sister-in-law was actually a, a, a small teeny bit part in Batman too.
1: That's no idea. The first it. Batman too. Yeah, oh, Batman as bad. Returns. That's not as bad. That was a real film. <laughs> Showgirls too. Yeah. Right. This wasn't a real film with a budget made by a <laughs> studio. <laughs> Right, it was made by uh, somebody who happened to be in Showgirls, who felt she should probably have had a bigger role, and made Showgirls Two out of her own money and cameras and stuff, uh, with her as the star. And it's it's so it's basically a home movie. It's it's not it's not a real film by any stretch of the imagination. I am stunned that Cheryl was in it or that anyone was in it or that it exists, (laughs) or what. And in that film, there is a reenactment of the very famous Paul sex scene.
3: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) As well as one of the most painful to watch sex scenes in any piece of recording I've ever seen in my entire life.
3: Even more painful than The Room?
1: Look, you know, (laughs) honestly... It, it, I have never seen three more uncomfortable human beings ever, ever. Just terrible. It, it's like you can't you can make a film with your friends, but you can't do that. And and clearly they hadn't realised that before they started doing it. Pretty much, it was it was terrible, terrible. Oh, I my.
3: don't I don't know because in the room he was basically fucking her belly button, and yeah, that was bad. <laughs> you can probably look it up on YouTube as you could find it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. And Tony, Tommy Wiseau does not have the greatest looking body to begin with. And we see his bare ass for like five minutes of the sex scene. It's a really long sex scene. And it's, um, yeah, I don't know if that compares to Showgirls girls too, but I'll trust you on that.
1: I, I am just, I've just typed Showgirls girls too into YouTube. I encourage you to do the same. <laughs> uh because you'll see you'll see quite a, the whole thing isn't uh, oh wait no it is yeah <laughs> of course it is I, from what i gathered it was kind of like if anyone like if we made a star trek film maybe there's a film studio somewhere might have something to say about that or something like that Right, but I actually gathered that the the people who owned the rights to Showgirls hated it so much they honestly didn't give a shit.
3: <laughs> oh gosh!
1: Like they, she didn't specifically have permission to make Showgirls Two. They just didn't want anyone knowing that it was going to happen, so they did nothing. Basically, so it's <laughs> pennies from heaven it's called Showgirls Two colon pennies of heaven. The colon scene is quite horrendous also <laughs>
3: mm.
1: yeah it's the full movie is on YouTube several times actually God. many people have posted it Wow
3: the room is on YouTube too if you know where to find it
1: what well, can I just search for the room <laughs> yeah I can the room and then the next entry is the room full movie there we go yeah. problem solved <laughs> <laughs> It's all, uh, <laughs> anyway,
3: I think it's Scott's turn. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm afraid that my Netflix viewing is not really going to be much of an improvement over what we've just been talking about. Um, but uh, aside from continuing my uh, first viewing of Torchwood, um, where I just the other day completed um, series three, which is the five episode Children of Earth arc. Oh, yeah. That one wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was all right. I, I was, that was not good, yeah. I was not displeased with it. I think that they um they missed a lot of opportunities for some really strong emotional beats. And it do, do we care about spoilers for Torchwood? It's been a while. It's already spoiled.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Ooh that gives me confidence moving forward. Um no,
1: is crap. <laughs> to give you so- no confidence, I fucking hate that show. <laughs> I can't make that clear enough. Really? I hate it. It's Yeah. Carry on. Sorry. Spoilers for
0: Torchwood. Episode 4 out of 5 for Series 3. Um, the character of Yanto uh, is killed.
3: Yeah, that was an emotional scene.
0: And as he is dying and in the arms of the series hero, Jack Harkness, he tells Jack, I love you. Jack doesn't say it back. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Apparently they did script it and or film a scene where he says it back but that ended up not being in the final cut <clears throat> um, how
2: did you not hear the wailing over the internet when that happened the
0: first time around i wasn't paying enough attention huh, because okay. i think i think first time that came around i hadn't even watched doctor who yet so uh, i wasn't okay. paying much attention to anything from the universe.
2: because the inter- the internet lost its mind when Yanto was killed
3: yes i did now,
0: i knew bef- before watching i knew that his character was going to die at some point because I caught a story on blaster saying that the proposed revival of Torchwood, that is. On-
1: oh, have we lost Scott?
0: Uh, can you, I'm, I'm here. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yay. <laughs> um, the, there are rumors of a revival of Torchwood and um, from what people are hearing, there might be a way that they find to bring Yanto back. Don't know how, But that told me that he was going to die. So it wasn't a surprise for me. Mm. The scene could have held a more emotional punch, but they just didn't quite land it. And I think it's for the same reason that the final episode in that series didn't land a similar emotional punch when in what was a surprise move for me, Captain Jack Harkness very quickly and apparently very easily just straight up sacrifices the life of his own grandson in front of his daughter to save the world now yes it is a fine example of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one so this one child has to die so that all the rest may live but it is his grandson and his daughter does not take kindly to that this is the sort of thing that should really emotionally destroy a character even one as strong as Jack Harkness it doesn't seem to bother him as much as it should. In the same way that the death of Yanto did not bother him as much as it should. In the same way that being, in the same way that being buried under Cardiff for no lie, 2000 years should have bothered him more than it did. Mm -hmm. He has been around for quite a while. By the time we get to Torchwood, he's been alive for what? A few centuries Mm -hmm. now after the finale of series 2 With the return of Spike Or I'm sorry Captain John Hart Yeah. After, after that episode Which sees him buried alive For two millennia Before he comes back and saves the day So at this point He now has what 80-90% to 90% of his life has been lived Just Buried in dirt Not even in a box Just buried in dirt he should be completely insane. I don't care how strong you are; you can't live immortal for two thousand years in dirt. I think that would come be- out of it
1: whole. You can't do that. It would fuck up the best of us. I, I think I'm with you. That right. that was. Do you know what? This isn't even my biggest problem with that bit of Torchwood you're talking about. My Mm -hmm. biggest problem with that season of Torchwood is there is a scene, I don't know which episode it is, where the two characters are being shot at by someone with a rifle on a building top and you can hear all the gunshots and it's a silenced gunshot effect. And you sit there thinking, what is the fucking point of your silencer, mate? Because we can all hear your gun. (laughs) Well, can I I tell
2: you something about that?
1: Movies have been getting silencers wrong forever. That's
2: true. Silencers don't turn your your gun into into a BB gun. They just kind of the, the, a, a silenced gun is still incredibly loud. Uh, so there there's really the the point of a silencer is nowhere near what they what they use it in in movies for. Uh, there been there's several YouTube videos if you want to see of. What a silencer really sounds like, and it you know it brings the gunshot down from like 200 dB to 160 dB or something like that. It's still really fucking loud. It's just not as loud.
0: Mm -hmm. It's the thing of it is that what they call silencers are not actually silencers. There's a reason that the actual name for that particular um, accessory is a suppressor. Of
1: course, Mm -hmm. it doesn't silence anything. Yeah, I've I've already brought up a list of videos I'm going to watch after this show.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, actually, the movie Heat. You've seen the movie Heat? I have. <coughs> That's specifically, that shootout scene. Uh, I remember, uh, it was Michael Mann who directed that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He specifically kept the original gunshot sounds in that shootout scene because he he hated the sound effects that they came up with for it. And he just left the sound in of the actual gunfire. And a lot of people actually go to, they go, that's like, that's the go-to scene to go to, to hear what real guns sound like in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, fair enough. I've been broken by movies. It wouldn't be the first <laughs> time and it won't be the last. <laughs> hey guys, Speaking I
2: don't, of- don't want to cut the show short, <laughs> if we can use that word, but I really got to run.
1: Well, I think we're um, pretty much at the end now anyway, aren't we? Yeah, We've, yeah. Have we all done a, a Netflix pick?
0: my only other netflix hit was going to be even worse because uh my stepson happened to catch that while well, we were trolling for something to watch he caught sight of batman and robin and said let's watch that oh no oh. no we, we can't we can't
1: that's that's a whole other show of, of discussion really that's wow yes.
3: that should be on so, your other yeah.
1: show All right, so <laughs> yeah so just know that i
0: endured that for his sake <laughs> that's oh, definitely yeah okay well followed four days later by batman and robin ouch
1: yeah Mm, okay well thank you for listening everybody hope you've enjoyed this second episode of uh, simply syndicated movie news we'll be back next week with even more movie news i like this show because there's always movie news it's not like the tech stuff and the, the other stuff it's good there's and it's all happy news i it's great i'm having a great time so thank you for listening everybody we'll be back next week bye bye